welcome back to The Rewind. I'm Josh, and this is a podcast where I watch a bunch of movies and talk about them with my friends. Today's episode is about Aquaman, and I'm happy to be joined by a special guest, my old co-host who's coming out of retirement from podcasting for this uh, special movie, and that's Anthony Clam. Anthony, thanks for being here. Yo, what's up, man? Glad yeah. to be back. Yeah, so, I mean, just to give a little background, I uh, I thought it'd be really fun to invite you out of retirement to talk about Bumblebee <laughs> because we're both Haley Steinfeld fans and you knew a little bit about Transformers, but you said, you know what, if I'm going to come out of retirement, it needs to be for a really quality movie, so I'm, I'm only going to come out of retirement if we talk about Aquaman. <laughs> Can you confirm or deny if that's how that conversation went? Uh confirmed and I'll, I'll also say i'll also say i saw the last transformers movie at midnight before before the one that came out before bumblebee so i know a little bit about transformers well that's but, why i wanted you to do yeah bumblebee, but you insisted i just on didn't have a lot to say about it so i have a lot to um, say about it so but he, he but he said i really want to talk about this great movie aquaman which uh is the newest movie from dc their their first of the their first of this year you know they had a couple last year and um, it obviously tells the story of Arthur Curry, who we met in the Justice League movie, as we met a lot of people because DC decided to do these movies in a really dumb and short-sighted order. And here he's kind of picks up about, I guess, a year after the events of that movie. And But we get the whole origin story. We see how his parents met, his mom, uh, Atlanta, the queen of the underwater nation of Atlantis, and his dad, who is a lighthouse keeper, and they have him. She has to go away. And when her people make her go back and then jump back to when Arthur's old and he has a stepbrother played by uh, Patrick w- – or uh, yeah, I guess a stepbrother – younger stepbrother played by Patrick Wilson who I have a lot to say Half-brother. about. Half-brother. Half-brother, sorry. Yeah, half-brother right? who – yeah, you got it right. They got the same mom. And uh, we'll have a lot to say about him I think. But he, he wants to just start a war against the surface people as they like to call him. So he's doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Um, he is supposed to be getting married to Mira who is the daughter of Orm who I guess rules one of the nations underwater. Uh, it's not really that important. I guess he's played by Dolph Lundgren, who's having an interesting month to say the least. And but basically, Mira decides, "Hey, this isn't cool. I'm going to go get Arthur. We need to stop this, and we need to go find this mythical trident that's going to solve all of our problems." And the movie goes from there. And I was joking at the beginning when I was trying to say that Anthony really liked this movie. So I know you don't, but I want to ask you because uh, I have a, I have my own specific answer to this question. Is there a version of this movie you could have seen yourself enjoying? Yes. And what would that have looked like as opposed to what we got? Um, a more focused story instead of two storylines that probably each should have been their own shorter movie and um, not terrible writing. Yeah, the writing was like really bad. I mean, like there was like so many parts. And it wasn't even was, cheesy. Like to it was me, just, like, predictable. Like, was like, oh, like, yeah. And it was it was just uninspired and like not even like funny, corny. It was just like. It was just like boring. Yeah, like you could fill in the blanks as they were going. Like yeah. it was like kind of clunky to set up the really obvious line. My thing was that I thought like – and I mean this as like a potential compliment was that like I saw very clearly the potential for this movie to be like a poor man's Black Panther. And like I think Black Panther is such so amazing that like a poor man's Black Panther would still actually be like a solid movie. And sure. whereas, you know, Black Panther had its had its themes of like, here's what happens when you empower a disadvantaged group of people and what they can achieve. And, you know, what duty do they have to help those less fortunate or should they be isolationist? Like very powerful. Like we talked about that movie for an hour and a half, like it had a lot going for it. And I thought this movie could have at least been that on the level of like talking about climate change. And they they, they get at it a little bit and they just kind of lose that thread. 
And I thought it would have been kind of interesting, as, as ridiculous as Patrick Wilson looked. And he looked very ridiculous and said some very ridiculous stuff that we are going to yeah. get to uh, shortly. But uh, you hear him talking about how he wants to just like get it, like just ruin the surface people forever because they have polluted their waters and they've treated the planet like crap and they have their shit together so much better underneath the sea. And like, I think that's like a potentially interesting starting point for a movie where it's like, it's like a weird inverse of black Panther where like the insurgent, where he's the one that's just going about getting his means the wrong way, but he has some good points. And whereas here though, it's the outsider. That's the hero where it's kind of the other way around in black Panther. And I just saw like the bones of a solid movie and then it just got bogged down and like, you know, all this mythology and you had i don't think they did enough to justify the existence of the manta character and to really develop him and he's just there a lot i don't know man like it just like i i I guess we had the same thought on that was like man it was just a mess but like if they had just like cut like half of this shit like you could have had like a good movie yeah, it was it was kind of like the and new writers. I should say that because even if you do that, like we said, like if the writing's still that bad, it's still going to be that bad. Yeah, it was kind of like the worst version of Black Panther, Ragnarok, Avatar, Lord of the Rings, and I don't know, maybe like yeah, like those kind of movies like together. It was like just like the bad with like with like with like, themes. with like five minutes of the before trilogy thrown in there where they're walking through <laughs> a European city. Yeah, <laughs> um, falling in love. And, and so that was that was lame. I think the way I described it to Sky after we saw it was, it was like written by like someone who was intellectually like underdeveloped for <laughs> like. Not for children, but for him trying to write it for adults, but also all the people that like it don't, like, care about it. Like, they're not smart enough because the movie is bad. Yeah, I mean, you know what could have been, like, a, like not – I don't want to say a saving grace because, you know, I would still give the movie a thumbs down if that even wasn't the case. But, like, if uh, like the action had been, like, consistently good – and I actually, like, thought the – the scene in Sicily, like as kind of ridiculous as that was, and how clunky as it was, is like here's where we're gonna make them fall in love, where it looks really pretty and stuff. Oh my god, like, <laughs> it was so bad. But like I actually liked watching parts of that action sequence and just like how they're running through the buildings and stuff like that. But like it as, was just too long. It was long, and then like, but like that, like that was almost balanced out by how bad I thought the first scene on the submarine was. Where oh horrible. Where it was like every time that he punched someone, he like looked at the camera and smirked, and then they started like was playing like the heavy guitar thing in the background <laughs> i hated like, the score dude it was like it was are, so bad like what are they doing like if nothing else like you guys have the budget to like put it together a kick-ass action scene like why are you gonna underscore it with all like this really corny music and make me forget about the fact that this could potentially look cool I, because I, they because they just want you to they're using they're using the music to make you try to feel a specific way and it's like dude just let me get there on my own and uh, yeah i think every scene that had like this the music that they picked, I really didn't like. Yeah, um, um, when they landed and this, in the Italy stuff looked good though, but it just it it, it was so long and there's no payoff to it. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it, the whole MacGuffin of the, and it really is really MacGuffin that trident because I mean, yeah. like the whole thing is you need to get a trident to harness the powers of all of the sea creatures. And I think maybe I, I'm not making this point for the first time. It might've been in the ringer exit survey or somewhere like that, where, uh, the whole thing is you need to get this trident to really con- harness the full powers of the sea. And then like at the end, they're like, well, actually you need to fight this above the water where, uh, you can't use any of those things. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, they have to get to Sicily just to look through a kaleidoscope that gives them the coordinates to somewhere else that they have to go. Like that, the whole, 
purpose of it just did not feel essential enough to the rest of the plot. I think it could have been cool. Yeah. I mean, but they had no chemistry. So then when they're on scene together for 25 straight minutes, it's like, kill me. <laughs> I mean, it was just like um, the, they, they, they looked at each other. They smiled. He watched her play with a fountain. And uh, now they're in love. Like why? It just doesn't it does there's no purpose. But, if they had a purpose to it, then it would be so much better. Well before that you saw them um making small talk as they crashed in the Sahara Desert with that other song playing in the background that I I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh God, the, the one that I guess it was the was it some rapper was it the Pitbull song that sampled Africa, I think was what I saw it was. Oh, was I, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So sure. like they were trying to like play the nice like light music in the background after they skydive out of a plane and landed in the Sahara Desert to let you know like, oh, now it's gonna be light and they're gonna be cheery and they're gonna start to have a rapport. And like I, I actually really like her as an actress. I feel like it's like uh Amber Heard, you know. I mean I yeah like she's done cool stuff. I feel like you kinda can't really like I Jason Momoa, like I was fine with them casting him because like I guess whatever being he's fine on Game of Thrones, but like he just hasn't done as many things. So I mean, but wow. like I, 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 it wasn't he. They obviously like if they did a chemistry read, then it didn't really show. You know, they sometimes do that with actors before they cast them. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, I guess they they fall in love, but they complete certain tasks that they need to do to find where this trident is. Uh, were you totally shocked when it turned out Nicole Kidman was still alive? Uh, negative percent shocked. <laughs> what about you, you, you? You didn't think they hired her just to like stab some dudes in a lighthouse and then write her off? It, it, I mean, it was kind of funny where she just all of a sudden knew it was him, even though she hadn't seen him since he was two years old. Uh, yeah, um, like <laughs> it was just the whole thing was so crazy because they like they started playing the music like it was some monster or sea creature or something, and it's just like Nicole Kidman in this like fish suit, and it's like, dude. I mean, like, like we know who it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't surprising to us, but it was funny that like she knew who he was right away, and then they got to have a big reunion, even though like literally she got pulled away when he was two years old. Uh, and then Amber Heard is just there, and they're just like, yeah. Did you listen? To, did you listen to the Red Letter Media on it yet? Uh, yeah, of yeah. Course. Where they're like, they just like looked kind of ridiculous and didn't have like a conversation or anything like that. And then he gets to go fight Julie Andrews, or not fight Julie Andrews, or like convince the massive monster voiced by Julie Andrews that he is worthy. And it was kind of a little bit too easy, in my opinion, based on what they built it up as. He got to say like he said like two sentences, and they happened to be the perfect sentences. And that was exactly what the sea creature wanted to give him the massive trident. And yeah, I mean, what I what I will say though, if nothing else, like. That last battle sequence, it it looked like very impressive, you know. I mean, the <laughs> the scale of it, and then yeah, it, it was just really weird how it like didn't actually like it lasted for like what two minutes, you know. But it just didn't matter. Yeah, like, like that, I, that's the thing is like, why are we having all these fights? That's the biggest thing that I took away from the red letter media video is just like. There's just no purposeful action scenes in this movie, and that like really takes it away because like it looks good. Like I don't, I don't think it looks like amazing, but like it looked good. I wanted some more weird cool. stuff. Like he did, he did, yeah. com- he, did, he did commandeer a couple of uh, fishes or animals or whatever, you, yeah. whatever at some point. But like I think that was my biggest thing was that like almost these scenes could have had like another degree of just 
being or just been a little bit more interesting if I think you had gotten a bit a little bit more of a sense for how their armies worked and stuff like that. Like I wanted that was the point I meant to make earlier when I was talking about climate change and stuff like that. Like one way that they could have actually like made that more of an interesting thread for them to pull on later down the line was if they actually showed them controlling the animals and how that worked a little bit more in practice like you see him when he like the flashback when he's the kid at the aquarium and he can kind of yeah. like do whatever yeah. he's doing with them God, i fucking hated that scene dude yeah that was it was like, very they just, they, I, honestly the prologue was like probably my least favorite prologue in the history of comic book movie yeah. like the whole thing with with him with his dad and nicole kidman was awful <laughs> and then and then the, the dad goes and puts the kid in the corner of the kitchen, like not in a safe place. He just puts him in the corner of the kitchen and then he just goes back and picks him up again and, and walks him into the fighting. And it's like, it's like, dude, why Wouldn't you like and run to the basement or something? There's uh, no, the there's just like no explanation. Like, I, I don't really understand it because they didn't do the, like the generic origin story thing, but they didn't. I don't know, like, the mythology of Atlantis was interesting, but I, I don't really think they connected it that well to Aquaman himself. Yeah, I, I feel like if you were or... to go, like, into as much detail as they did, and they did, it like, a quick, like, three-minute exposition thing where they try and explain every single thing and how these nations are now divided, and I guess some of them evolved, you know, got gills or all that stuff, and then yeah. other ones devolved. And that was kind of interesting, but it didn't seem like it had as much of a payoff as it should have. Or like, if you were going to do that, I, like I, I was going to say, I just wanted them to go deeper and show them how they kind of built their civilization on having the bond with these animals and how they utilize them, and and then maybe even how like the polluting or climate change was maybe affecting their affecting, way of life. To, yeah. To some point, maybe, maybe it is uh, harming some of their creatures that they are fond of or harming atlantis in some actual tangible way but we don't see that we just hear orm just yell about it for five seconds and that's pretty much it and then who knows like maybe at some point it means if, if we're seeing how they treat their animals and how they have a bond with them like it might be cool to see there might have been cooler ways to work them into that final fight then i and like i want like i was about to say i wanted more weird stuff with like them just like riding a seahorse or something like that because i felt like i saw seahorses but i didn't really fully get like see the seahorses utilized in the way they could have been yeah um or, i'm just thinking about like the rhinos and black panther like something like that yeah that was really cool and like, like we, it, it, it should be unique and interesting like they have sharks with lasers and it's like worthless yeah like there's more sharks with lasers. laser sharks should be really freaking cool like they should have made them cooler than austin powers and they didn't and they did it that's what i'm saying it doesn't make any sense like it should be really easy for aquaman to like make laser sharks cool and they failed somehow um so but yeah so the one thing i did think was kind of funny and ironic though about that last scene as much as it was lacking was i just thought it was a funny twist on its head how in this case like the massive cgi creature is actually like one of the good guys uh, for once yeah. usually it's like that thing is like the villain that we're complaining about in these movies it's like oh my god that massive cgi thing it was so dumb like why can't we have a compelling villain and here like they just wipe out the fight in like three seconds because the good guys have the massive cgi thing and thus kind of rendering like just kind of robbing it of any drama at all it was just kind of yeah. funny that they utilized the massive cgi thing still not really any all that better but just in a different way <laughs> yeah so and instead you have patrick wilson yeah so we got to <laughs> talk about him uh i have a very important question for you uh who is your uh, number one movie villain of the year villain of the year is it still killmonger or did the ocean master knock him off <laughs> bro I, I couldn't take it seriously every time they were like he, once he becomes ocean master and it was like dude 
Did anyone the in way your theater in the line. Theater, I'm presuming you did. Did anyone else in your theater laugh out loud at that? No. Did you? People loved it. Oh, like they were all into it and thought it was like serious and stuff. Yeah, me and Sky and his brother were like, "What are we watching right now?" I, I saw it with my dad, and I, I mean, I, and I, I just started laughing, and like the whole, I, I thought I, I didn't expect him to have that reaction, but I thought someone else in the theater might have been like, "Really? That's we're not going to laugh at that." I am now the, and then, like, there's even a pause before he said, "I know," and I, I, I mean, oh god, it was like. I mean, I'd have all the writing in it. It's like I, I, I'm trying to imagine like how they saw that going. Uh, and then Amber Heard delivers it later too. Like, you need to stop him before he becomes Ocean Master. And it's like, like why maybe, Aquaman doesn't know what Ocean Master means? He's been on the surface, dude. Yeah, well, like, I mean, I, I guess it just sounds scary enough in and of itself. But um, yeah, man. Like, I, I guess Patrick Wilson had worked pretty closely with James Wan because they did the Insidious no, movies yeah. together, and so that's like they're kind of they're kind of bros. And he was going to get him a part in this movie, and I, I, you know, you just wish he would have done a little better by his friend and not made him look so ridiculous. I mean, who knows? Like, I mean, it still would have sounded ridiculous if he was Ocean Master, but like maybe if he just didn't do the slick back hair in that way, or just kind of look like such a weirdo. But like, I mean. I don't know. And Patrick he, Wilson's playing Jason Momoa's little brother. It's like, yeah, and he's, 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 he's like a good bit older than him in real life, too. Um, not that that matters. And also, Nicole Kidman's like six years older than uh, Jason Momoa but, or, yeah. or, or, something, or, or six years older than Patrick Wilson. And she's his mom. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I he's an actor that I really like a lot, too. You know, like he was really good on uh, Fargo. He had the the, the, the guest spot mm-hmm. on Girls. Uh, I know people are pretty mixed on Watchmen in general, but like at least he. Didn't Wasn't he like on the train movie? The, the train movie that. Oh yeah, he was in the commuter, right? He was the. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, I, I think I feel like I remember. It's been a while since we. He was one of the, the cops or whatever. I, I can't remember if we thought that was like predictable or not, but I think we we enjoyed that movie enough, and we we thought he was fine. Yeah. And it's just like, man, like I, this is just not a good look. I, I mean, hopefully he got paid enough that like he can just go do more interesting stuff and not need to be in a comic book movie. You know, maybe maybe he's just gonna be Loki, and he's just gonna be in every single one of these movies from now on somehow. I don't know until they hit the reset button, and there, and there are gonna be more of them because like this movie's gonna make a billion dollars. <laughs> um, it's fucking insane. But I uh, don't understand the the audience and the critical reception is like it's positive. pretty fairly decent. I mean, I know the bar has been set like very low, and you know, I I I, I talked to you about it a little bit the other night. Like, I went back and listened to when we talked about Justice League, and like, I mean. Would you? I mean, not that. Like, I think you also said, like, you couldn't really remember Justice League all that well. I mean, do you even remember it well enough to have an opinion as to where this fits in amongst like the last few DC movies? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's pretty clearly second, but <laughs> but that's <laughs> such a low bar of of ranking that it's yeah, just you, Wonder you, you Woman know, is is so far superior. Which is funny because and, I mean, like. We both like agreed that like the ending of Wonder Woman was pretty bad. Still, I mean, it was horrifying. And, yeah, but it's like, but it's like Chris Pine and Gal Gadot had like so much more chemistry than the actors here that like it was just fun hanging out with them, you know. And like it, even with Wonder Woman doing some of the stupid Zack Snyder slow mo CGI fight stuff, like in the, like the better scenes, like the, it was still way better than like most of the action in this movie. Even with that, you know. Agreed. But yeah, so I mean. I don't know, like, they're going to... Oh, the, yeah, well, I forgot, just to go back for a second, because we just talked about Patrick Wilson. Did did you have any thoughts on Manta, like, that actor? Or if you, yeah, a lot of thoughts. Like, like I mean, I, I mean, in theory, like, I thought that actor could have been okay enough that if they had set that up better, like, it might have at least made it interesting. But I think that's, like, the whole other side of this thing, where it's, like, where I, probably what you were getting at when you said, like, man, there's probably two movies worth of stuff in here, right? Yeah, Black Manta is, like, 
Black Manta is a character in Injustice, dude. Like, and they they did no service to him in this movie. And I like the the storyline was so stupid. Like, his dad he's mad because he's a fucking felon and he's trying to rob a ship, and he's mad because his dad dies during the commission of this pirate taking he's like and he blames it on aquaman as if he didn't put his dad in a dangerous situation as if aquaman wasn't letting his dad live and his dad decided to fucking shoot him with a grenade again and kill himself (laughs) and then he gets mad at aquaman it's so fucking stupid i mean aquaman like i mean he could have more actively hurt his dad he didn't save him like but still like you're saying i mean you tried to kill him like three, four you, you times. You guys, are the ones that just tried to kill him, you just decided to like. I, I, I don't, I don't know like what these Russians are up to, but like you did kind of like attack some people that like weren't doing anything to you in the first place, and then you're just gonna lash out at the whole world when no one wants to like show you a ton of mercy after you like kill a bunch of dudes. Like it, it's just like like you're saying. Like I'm sure on the page in the comics, like there is a lot more to this guy, and the movie just had no interest in capturing that at all. No, and then and then they dedicate the scene after the credits to him, and it's like, cool, dude. Like, it it just doesn't. They just threw him in there, kind of, and it didn't. It, it kind of felt like the old Spider-Man movies where they had too many villains in it. Well, yeah. So I guess what happened? So when when they when they attacked, um, when 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 they made the later attack on Atlantis, I guess it was basically like Orm was hiring them. Yeah, to do it was the fake. attack. So like, the, yeah, so they could. Well, then, that's why he was trying to steal the ship so he could give it to Orm, basically for this this Rue, and, and Ruse, then, and and it was like so obvious that it was fake. And Dolph Lundgren is like, "Wow, yeah, now we got to go to war." And it's like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, how dumb can you be that you don't? He's literally saying the service people are going to attack us. Why would they ever attack Atlantis? That's the dumbest thing ever. And then, of course, mid-conversation, they attack, and it's like, yeah, like, it's just uninspired, man. Yeah, I mean, I got it. Like, you know, and I know I agree. Like, the unprompted, like they have no reason to do a direct attack. But I feel like, <laughs> it, I, like, there, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. They go so like, far. Why would they ship. attack with a submarine? Like, they're going to do anything. Right, like, like I mean, if you're presuming that they know what Atlantis is capable of, like, it makes no sense that they're going to send one submarine, given uh, what we see as the full powers of all of their armies uh, later on in the movie. But I, I mean, I, I, it, I don't know. It's just, it's just such a weird, like, because obviously, like we said, they're going to make a sequel. So it's like if they, they, they burn through so many ideas here that it's like. It, it doesn't leave me optimistic for what they're going to do to gin up conflict with another one of these movies. Especially because Aquaman is just a boring superhero. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> like I, nobody, I, mean no, I can't argue with you. Boring. I'm just trying to think of like a way they could have made it like made it better anyway. I mean, I remember thinking I enjoyed him in Justice League, and I we like we said we I, we did not talk about him as much as I thought we did when we did the Justice League pod. But I kind of liked the idea of just having a guy in the mix. It's just kind of like a bro that drinks and is just like sure. there and just coming out to help for, when he's just gotten out of the bar slamming beers with his dad or something like that. But like framing all of his action scenes so corny I, I wasn't overly impressed with his acting in general but it's just it's so hard to tell if you actually should blame the actor when the writing is that stupid but i mean it it wasn't like man like i could totally see like how i i would be excited to have this guy be the center of my movie like that wasn't where i thought the missed opportunities were in this movie it wasn't like you wasted a great jason momoa performance or god something no like that. i don't think there will ever be a great jason momoa performance but at least he is better than Henry Cavill. Oh well, so. again, uh, low bars, very low bars. 
But I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like it's, it, it, it just really is disappointing because like you, you were saying before, like they had no good reason to attack them. And that's why I thought like, I, I guess I shouldn't have been optimistic in DC being like smart enough to pull it off. But like, if you wanted to have something like legitimately about, and it sounds weird to like harp on something like climate change in the context of a superhero movie, but like that, that would have been like way more, made way more sense. Even if like you wanted to have two bad guys and overstuff your movie, like the bad guy could have been some like head of some evil corporation that made weapons and polluted, sure. polluted or something like that instead of just like, and you could have saved Manta for the sequel or something like that, you know? Um, yeah. Or something like and that. they're still going to use him moving forward and his tech and everything, but it's just, it's just like dumb because well, they should have just done low, something low scale, like, like homecoming or Ant-Man. That's what this movie should have been like. That's what this story should have been. And they didn't do that. And it, it, they just there's there's not they just couldn't. It wasn't it was, like two and a half hours. I don't even remember. It was like yeah, two and a half no, hours. It was two, it's too two, long. two hours and twenty three minutes, and it's it has made seven hundred fifty million dollars as of this recording. So I don't think they're going to learn that lesson that you just said about going small scale when uh, going wide scale like that was as profitable as it was. So just going to have to like deal with that. Um, before before yeah. we leave, I wanted to run by a few of the future DC movies with you just to gauge your uh, level of excitement. Sure. Um, so I think it, it would have played before the the trailer for it. I think played before this, but the next one in April is Shazam. Are you excited for Shazam? I actually think that trailer is funny, and I think it is probably the small stakes kind of thing. Yeah, at least the way it looks on there that you were saying you wish this movie would have been. Yeah, like that. I'll probably watch it. Like it looks like the thing where he's where he's like doing the the charge of people's phones is fucking hilarious to me. And I I've, I never watched uh I never watched Chuck, but that was when Zachary Levi first came on the scene. But I actually really enjoyed mm-hmm. him in the most recent season of the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and uh, I think it's kind of cool that he's getting an opportunity to do a movie like that, which apparently is also going to be set in Philadelphia. If I uh, look looked at, understood the trailer correctly, so that always gets me excited, and then. After that is the movie uh, Birds of Prey. I don't know if you heard about this one. You know, it's the next Harley Quinn movie and like a female superhero team. But it also stars uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead along with uh, Margot Robbie and Journey Smollett-Bell, who I don't know what else she's – she was on Friday Night Lights for a couple seasons as like Michael B. Jordan's love interest on there. So I don't – you know, I don't know. I think it's being made by a female director making like her debut and it's going to be R-rated. I mean not that that really helps Suicide Squad all that much. But that's a thing. And that one hasn't filmed yet, but for some reason they have Wonder Woman 1984 uh, art, which is already filmed, isn't set to be released till June 2020. But I don't know. And I don't I mean, we like we both said, we liked Wonder Woman. You know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I know Chris Pine's going to be in that. I don't know how they're working him into it after the events of uh, Wonder Woman and them talking about him like he was dead in the Justice League. We'll see. <laughs> uh, that, that Who knows? That might take a lot of effort on their point. And then uh, The Flash, which is going to happen at this point in 2036. So get, get ready for that, man. Um, Can't wait. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I just was – I wanted to run through that with you and, I mean, like to see. And Oh, and the only other one they have listed is Batman, which, I mean uh, – It's not going to get made. We were joking about it on the Justice League pod, which has been, I guess, over a year since we recorded that about how – I, I made the joke, which I thought was a funny joke, or, or at least a funny thing I said, which doesn't happen that often, where I said that it started out as a Ben Affleck movie in all respects, and now it's a Ben Affleck movie maybe in no respects. And yes. we are still at about that same point like over a year later where it's not even clear if he's going to like still be Batman or not. 
Uh, yeah, like, I don't think he's going. To it be, seems like so. he's not going to be, but they haven't like made it a hundred percent. So, yeah, man, are you, it sounds like you're not too optimistic. No, are you are you shocked? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like Shazam doesn't even look like, like it's made by like the same like, like they're listing it under the DC Extended Universe, but it really looks something like totally separate, which is almost why yeah. we should be like just as like excited about that. I, Birds of Prey. I mean, they like, can't. They can't make it that big of a st- the, that big a stake. So yeah, they can't put that much money into it, given how much money I guess they're putting into the other stuff. Uh, Birds of Prey, I think, was originally going to involve David Ayer, who I used to love, but then he did Suicide Squad, and uh, I didn't see Bright. You saw Bright, um, but so he's like, I think it was almost like, man, you you got to sit this one out. So who knows? <laughs> just maybe like by getting new blood in there, and maybe that like might help that one. But I mean, hopefully, you know, at this point, it's just kind of like. It would if they started making good movies. This would almost be like, not that they would like supplant Marvel or anything as being like the the leader no. in superhero production, but it would almost be a good time for them to have a moment because like Marvel is not going to go away, but like it seems like they might slow things down a little bit um, after uh, Avengers four. Um, you know what I mean? Like the, mm, maybe. I mean, they're going to have a Black Panther 2, but, like, it hasn't even really gotten off the ground. They're going to have a um, – they're going to do another Guardians movie, but, like, I think that's probably going to end up just getting pushed back because of the whole James Gunn thing. It's like I just think there's inevitably going to not be three movies a year for at least a couple of years until they figure out exactly what direction they're going in. Um, except next year they have three movies, I guess. But, like, who knows? After, <laughs> uh, so maybe not. Yeah. That, that might have just been a, a dumb line of thinking that I had. But, like, I don't know. It just seems like I was just optimistic for this, you know? Like, James Wan, like, he did Fury 7, you know? Like, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we're, we're not big I think he's guys. a good. I think he's a good director. He, yeah, he, he wasn't given the best material, you know? Like, we, no, we kind of said some, some of this stuff was, you know, at least looked kind of interesting, which give him some credit for that. He wasn't the writer of the movie. So I, I don't think he, like, comes out of this looking too bad. But, I mean, I just, like... I think Furious Seven. Not that the Fast and the Furious movies are ones that are winning Academy Awards for screenwriting, but like they should. Uh, but sure. But like <laughs> uh, they they they're able to like obviously get done what they want to get done. And if you have a serviceable script, like it, they turn into like great legit. Like in Furious Seven is like legitimately moving because of the Paul Walker stuff, and he handled that all really well. So it's like if you give a guy like him good material, it'll be a good movie. Any any other final thoughts? No, I just I I just don't understand how people like this movie, but. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people I really respect were, like, actually pretty high on it, too. I mean, and I, I just can't get there, you know? I mean, I can say there are, f- uh, like I said, there are a few things here and there that I like, but it seems like a lot of people just really wanted to like it, so I think they're talking themselves into it. And I thought, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't think you were going to talk me into liking it because I kind of already knew how you felt before we went into this. But, like, sometimes <laughs> when I, like, break down a movie like this and I go through all of its individual parts, like, I end up, like, talking myself into it at least a few more things than I thought, and it just didn't happen here. You know, I can isolate a few yeah, okay sorry things. Sorry about and, that. <laughs> and, 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 that, and that's just it. I, I can isolate the few things that did well, and I, I don't understand how a lot of people whose opinions I generally respect are like, they're not, they might be saying second best DC movie, but they're not saying it as begrudgingly as you did earlier. You know, like they're pretty like overwhel- over, overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. And, and I that, think I, I think we're just more critical than people, but also like the movie, sh- the movie should be better. It should either it should have been either more serious or much weirder and crazier, instead of just I mean, like. Hey, I mean, if you, I don't, maybe we're not giving enough credit for the weirdness. According to the DC Extended Universe, dinosaurs are not extinct; they just live in the Earth's core. Uh, that's pretty weird, right? We didn't even talk okay. about that. <laughs> well, we had we had a uh, octopus playing drums, which was cool. Give me yeah. more of that shit. Yeah, I mean, they had a... We can talk about the Ring of Fire thing. Um, as bad as some of the writing was, at least, like, um, Aquaman did kind of call him out for how ridiculous that sounded. Like, wait, you have a Ring of Fire underwater? 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess there are a couple of weird things, but like, it, there, it seems like, and I, and I remember hearing an interview with James Wan, it's, I think at some point or reading one where he's like, I think they offered him the flash movie too. And he took this cause he liked the idea to like create a universe. And I just wish it, that's, I guess my last thought is just that like, I don't know if they would go backwards and do this in like an Aquaman too, but I think like there's so much more room to explore Atlantis. And I mentioned sure. Black Panther at the beginning and how – I mean not that we saw like exactly what an average day in the life of a Wakandan looks like or anything, but we spent enough time walking through Wakanda and seeing that really amazing production design and learning about like what Vibranium had done for them. But you had an idea of what their way of life was like and what it just looked like there. And you had like a couple glimpses of like that that bridge and the first scene where they drive into Atlantis and that's pretty sure. much it. And other than that, you don't really even know. I mean, you and then we didn't even really talk about Willem Dafoe, but there's that scene where they're just like in that shipwreck that thing that yeah. like isn't underwater and it's just like has like a water wall that you walk through. And like that was like the only other like thing you even really had to look at for, of Atlantis. I, I just think there's a lot of like untread territory that they could potentially explore. I just don't have a lot of confidence they would do that because they probably think we already established the world in the first one. So now we're just going to get back to some other weird plot involving Manta in the second one. Uh, yeah. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. I don't know. Um, probably not. All right, Anthony, I think we uh, pretty well covered it. Before we uh, yeah. get out of here, uh, any, anything you want to plug? Uh, my Twitter, aclambake, A-K-L-M-B-A-K-E. Um, yeah, that's yeah. where I tweet at. Yeah, if uh, any of y'all are... Uh, Big video game people. Anthony is, uh, yeah. You can, you can, Fortnite, you can, Destiny, Overwatch, come, come hang out. Yeah. He has a lot of content up there about him just like running shit, presumably on there, as far as I know. Uh, yes. and, uh, as usual, I'm Josh Renovoy, J O S H J U R N O V O Y on Twitter. Same thing on Letterboxd with two words. If you stay tuned after this episode, the next one coming out should probably be about. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns and maybe also Bumblebee. So uh, stay tuned for that and we'll see you next time.